What a nerd. Nerds. Nerds. Nerds! I'm not kissing a nerd. What's his alert? Obviously, you haven't been listening the last few weeks. We haven't done it the last few weeks. I have. I've done the intro. Well, one of the last three episodes. The last one. Yeah, the last one did used to. There isn't. There isn't an opening. We good. All right. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the 47th episode of Nerdables. This week, we cover all things E3, tell you what happens when Han Solo can't work a door, and discuss how the internet is ruining movies. Joining us this week are Rich Rain, Ethan Benjamin, and through the magic of Skype, Travis Jones. I am your sort of mediator because I don't play a lot of video games, Crazy K. And let's jump right into E3. You guys want to talk Sony or Xbox first? Let's we'll go Nintendo. Xbox. We'll go oh, Xbox since they started the whole thing out. Oh, that's true. They were the first one up to bat, right? Yeah. The, matter of fact, they were the only ones to actually have a uh, live television broadcast this year. Them in, that's correct. Them in EA. Which is really right. weird because it seems like Spike's coverage of the uh, the event is getting smaller and smaller. Well, okay, well, Spike's coverage of E3 is GameTrailers.com's coverage of E3. Correct. Period. There's no discernible difference between the two of them. And, uh, I mean, might as well jump off right now. Uh, GameTrailers.com is almost gone since they got sold and nearly a half to two-thirds of their entire workforce just got laid off. Right, a day after E3 ended. So, well, see, maybe but, spikes. Maybe spikes coverage won't even exist next year. Well, because they remember they were picking up when G4 got defunct, and they were doing at least three days, and then they were covering the big events or at least the big conferences. And then last year, remember Nintendo was the first one just to go to a strictly online, um, you know, media event. And now this year Sony's followed suit, and the only ones left are Microsoft and EA, I guess. But yeah, Microsoft's was uh, what they should have done last year: nothing but games. You know, their their keynote was not in a suit. They didn't show a lot of execs this year. You know, they, uh, their keynote was uh, what's his name, Phil Spencer. Yes, getting who, up on stage and going like, "Okay, hi, how are you? How's everybody doing?" I'm really, really, really sorry about last year. Yep. We're never going to do that again. <laughs> Here's our games. But did you notice he was not, he was in different t-shirts throughout the whole thing? You know, he came out in a limbo t-shirt and, you well, know. Well, yeah, because he was trying to promote. Right. But he was never in a suit. You never saw one suit on the Sony, uh, on the uh, Xbox stage this year. Yeah, because we're, we're for the gamers sometimes. That, that's what they were trying to to come across with this year we're hip we're cool uh what did you think sensing sarcasm from travis (laughs) no not at all please so with because sony sony xbox took a lot of heat last year for major heat all of their announcements of you know you want this system because it's going to take over your life and yada 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 yeah so is it is this hold on hold on is this year's uh this year's presentation do you think it's a reaction to the negative press from last year, or is it that they just don't have any new hardware innovations to show off? No, this was purely okay. because of last year. Yeah, I think I mean, there's, really a two, there's a two-part answer to that. Part one is everyone in the video game business right now is right in the first full big calendar year of releasing all their major games and the first year of really getting into their new platform. 
the Xbox One, the PS4, and Wii U came out earlier, but the three of them are, this is the first E3 where all of them have been out for a while, and now it's like, now we're going to show you what this new current platform can really do. This is our, this is all we've got, here's what we can do with it, as opposed to, here's this brand new technology and you're about to get to play something brand new, it's just like what these things can do. The second part to that is if there is a uh, percentage higher than 100 then yes it was a it was a uh, press conference 150 percent responding to last year's huge debacle well specter even came out and said that you know he he can't say that he had nothing to do with last year's conference because he was there sitting there at the boardroom you know when they were making all the decisions but he was very apologetic to what happened and you know their their lack of interest to or the lack of compassion to gamers and to everybody else. I mean, they just they came across like asses last year. Sorry, guys, I'm an idiot. Well, because they meant well, they mentioned like in all of the news art. Well, not all the news articles, but they said that they mentioned the connect once, and then it was mm-hmm. never spoken of again, and that no other software or hardware through the system was mentioned at all. Is it because there's no new software or hardware? Because when we get to Sony, Sony started touting some of the the features of its PS4 for what what else it could do for you, where Xbox didn't. So is that, in your opinion, purely just we don't want to screw up like we did last year, or there's just nothing new? We've already given you everything you're going to get, and no, they're actually no, they bringing have... it down a notch since you're not having the con- you don't have to have a Connect anymore, correct? Yeah. So so I mean, they did have some big announcements to make. And the fact that they did not bring up those big announcements shows how much they were trying to backtrack over what had just happened to them. Right. They had the brand spanking new came out literally, what, four days before E3 started? They came out with a new Xbox One that did not come with a Kinect for $100 cheaper. That is a big deal when you just dropped your price point $100 to fight you know, neck and neck with Sony, your biggest outdoer this entire time. Mm-hmm. And they didn't mention that at all during their press conference. Mm-hmm. I think at the very end, they were like, oh, and remember, here's the new price point. Here's the no connect. On top of that, right before E3 again, like uh, within a day or two of that new bot- that new Xbox One coming out, they had, the, uh, they had all the Xbox Live completely retrofitted. Right. Now everyone who has an Xbox can use Xbox Live. You can watch Netflix. You can do to, all the things that they were touting last year, like, hey, Netflix and this and control your TV and do all that stuff. That used to be exclusively for Xbox Live Gold members that were paying memberships. Now that is open to everyone. Well, the TV, so, the, the controlling the so, TV and stuff was still there, but it, anything that they wanted to do as far as Netflix, Hulu, you know, uh, any all the of, streaming services, right? All the streaming services, you and even have, even the can... free games was all through the gold membership. Right. It was and something to the effect it. of 143 different apps are now available for everyone, whereas they were exclusively for Xbox Gold. Right, and they they did still mention games though that will be you know connect enabled. Um, they mentioned the dance. You know, there's the Dance Revolution one with the, and then there's the uh, the Disney fan. Yeah. Wow. Well, they were talking about that. that. Yeah, we're selling this new Xbox that doesn't have a Kinect, but you're still going to need to buy one eventually. 
to pick up some games that you're going to want to play. It's just like the Sony camera. If you want to yeah. have it, you, now if you want to have it, you can have it. The things that you can't do with the Kinect are you can't do the TV control as far as voice operated or the you know hand gestures and things like that. You mean all the stuff that screws up? And turns off the TV when we don't want it to. Well, that's what everybody, you know, speaking of which, everybody's saying that they're having all the problems with the new Aaron Paul commercial when he says Xbox on or, you know, that people are having trouble with that. I haven't had any problem with it doing that. But I, I know that there are. I was at the Microsoft store today, and they were talking about, yeah, you know. The, well, your Kinect doesn't even listen to us at all, so I think that's it's true. Just, you have to. It doesn't like it. you, Ethan. It just <laughs> yeah. you, you no, have it doesn't just, like you either. Apparently, because you have it doesn't to listen scream at, at it in order to okay, get it so to you, do anything. Since Microsoft was talking basically games this year, you want to talk about some of the games because there were some really good looking games that were coming out. There's only one game I want to talk about for the Xbox One, and it's probably going to be the reason that I, who have denounced. Microsoft for the past year, I'm going to finally buy an Xbox One. Is it uh, The Division or Dragon's Age? Neither one. Fables? Nope. You still haven't hit it. I'm amazed you haven't touched it yet. Forza 5. The game game that that just blew my socks off and made me want to play video games right away was Sunset Overdrive. Oh, yeah. I was going to get to that That, one. That game blew my mind. It immediately made me start thinking of multiple games that I loved and adored being smashed into one. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's Dead going Rising. to be fun. It's going to be uh, like crazy fast action paced. Mm. It it it's Insomniac Games, yes. which uh, they have a very very uh, good background in comedy and action and platformer Mm. but add on to all of that it reminds me so much of the jet set radio games Mm -hmm. Uh and like kind of the spinning and skating and jumping and bouncing off of rails and fences and everything (laughs) plus you're blowing stuff up and killing people it it, well the way i just Go we were saying the it's going to be I, Dead Rising and Tony Hawk put together. Yeah, that's how I was describing it. it was Dead Rising, Tony Hawk, and Borderlands put together. Which kind of merges three really sick games. Right. I mean, fun. when I saw this game, it was the same feeling I got when I first saw Dead Rising, the original Dead Rising. It looked like just a fun game to sit down and play, and you get to beat the shit out of people and do you know make combinations and of your weapons and whatnot. Right. Well, and and like the humor that's coming off of the trailer that they showed and the fact that they were pounding home like this is actual and this is a new thing that's happening at E3 and all of the different, you know, big events that happen throughout the year. There's a big one in Europe. There's E3. There's PAX. Um, Every the the big thing now, especially since the debacle with uh, Watch Dogs. And how they were like, look at this, it's going to be the future of gaming. And then it came out and it's like, that doesn't look good at all. It's nowhere near what it used to be. Everybody at E3 this year, I don't know if you noticed it, but during every single trailer and during every single uh, gameplay footage, they were always putting in the corner of the screen actual gameplay footage, actual in-game footage, Mm -hmm. actual in-game gameplay. Like they were, everybody was really, really, really interested in making sure that they said, this isn't fake, this is real. So is it gameplay or is it cut screen? No, but 
It was, they actually had, so what they did with, uh, when they showed um, Sunset Overdrive, it started with a huge trailer that was obviously CGI computer blowing out the water, you know, just being beautiful, gorgeous, awesome, cool. And it was great. It set the tone for the game. It set the humor for the game. It set the action for the game. But then after that was done, it kind of cut to a title screen and they started like showing the actual gameplay footage, which was almost identical, which I was, I was amazed by, but I, w I was also amazed by Watch Dogs and look how that turned out. So well, when you spend $400 on an Xbox and you spend another like $100 on this game and then you play it and it sucks, are you going to throw your Xbox out the window? Uh, maybe not out the window, but okay. through, through a, a wall or a door, sure. Okay. Just well, the one thing I did notice this year with a lot of the games is there's a there was a seamless transition between uh, the cut screens to the actual gameplay. You noticed it with uh, The Witcher... Um, what was it? The, uh, the Order for Sony had a really yeah. good one. Division had the same the kind division, of The Division, yeah. I mean, there, were some, there are some really good games coming out. Um, Assassin's Creed Unity looks amazing, and it looks like they've changed up some of the, the gameplay, and you're, you know, you're jumping and you're rolling now instead of just jumping up a wall and everything. Or jumping there's, uh, there's some talk about whether the Xbox One or the PS4 can even handle what they were showing at E3 this year. And there's been a, uh, a couple articles that have come out since E3, which has only been, you know, three days. Um, they're talking about what they were showing was very 100% uh, on the PC, maxed out PC. And they're not sure the X-Bone or the PS4 can even handle it. Handle can you handle Unity? me, bro? Can you handle me, bro? Well, well remember when, when we saw the first, uh, like the first Connect commercial or what, not commercial, but presentation. Remember we saw that little boy that was Milo? like, yeah, it was affecting everybody. Weren't those questions I then tiger? too? Like, how the I hell are, it, it, can this really handle it? Can this really do it? And obviously we never really saw anything with it. Well, Milo's never come out, so... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They've never been able to do what they said they were promised they were mm -hmm. going to do. That's so very I true. wonder if uh, if this is going to be the same thing. Hey, Travis, what do you think of Project Spark? Uh, Project Spark looks like something interesting. It uh, looks like they tried to bounce off of the huge popularity that is Minecraft. It looks like lots of Spore. Well, the the difference being well, okay, Spore was a billion different things that never turned into one cohesive thing. Correct. I mean, Spore. When you look back at the original, original like walkthrough of what Spore was supposed to be, I still dream about being able to play that game. That, that game, like the coolest game, to play, but it doesn't exist. Instead, right. it was Sims with a broken down character editor, mm -hmm. and that's all it was. Period. So to say that Spark looks like Spore, I, I would I would argue more that they took a little bit of Tower Defender and a little bit of like you know the uh, the the um, um, oh god what the hell is the name of the game I can't remember it Overlord where you're like the bad guy kind of okay yes and everything like take a little bit of the piece of where you're controlling an, an active army and you're telling them what to do also be able to build stuff also be able to you know, adjust and mutate your characters and then create a world. So it's, you know, one part SimCity, one part Minecraft, one part, you know, RTS. But you also get Conquer kinda... in it. What's that? You get Conquer in it. Yeah, that was a load of crap. They should be ashamed <laughs> of that. They should be absolutely ashamed of that Conquer thing. I mean, they they basically commercialized and and degraded Conquer. Yes. Well, I mean, Con you know, Conquer's not a character that was ever really for kids. 
you know. No, Conquer no, is an adult oh, no, character, no, no. period. Definitely yeah. not. Conquer is a very adult character. Conquer's Bad Fur Day was just amazing. That was a fun game. Um, what do you think about them remaking uh, Phantom Dust? I, you know, uh, well, I don't know if they're remaking it, but they're no, it, they're continuing on it, with the story with it. It wasn't a remake per se. They were it, considering it a re. Well, they were they were well, introducing the they were, it as an, a remake. They were talking about it during the press release that it was you know returning or revisiting the world of Phantom Dust. So I don't right. know if it was really saying like, oh, we're remaking the game, or if they're going to continue going forward with the story. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. Dragon Age uh, Inquisition looked really good. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, dr- the original Dragon Age was great. Dragon Age Origins was awesome, right? Right. And then Dragon Age 2 came out, which I promptly returned after three days of playing it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this one I'm actually interested in again. I remember when they were announcing Dragon Age 2. I was like, eh, we'll see. It, it didn't really catch my interest. This one, I'm actually like, wait a second. It it it, it almost seems to me kind of like what happened with the with the Batman video games. Batman. And it was like, right? There was there was the uh, Arkham. Was it Arkham City or I can't remember which one it was, but it was like done by a completely different group Origins. than the original team. Origins was your, like a completely different group, and it showed. It was buggy as hell. It was basically just new paint on an old car. Mm-hmm. And now we see this Dark Knight one coming out, and it looks amazing it, mm-hmm. it looks like it's a whole new ball game and and that's kind of how i look at dragon age I, i'm interested to see how it turns out and whether they're going to be implementing some of the mass effect stuff where it's like more action oriented because the first one was very step-by-step uh old school rpg right so i'm interested to see if they kind of go in the direction they went with mass effect with well, mm-hmm. two points real quick one just to clear up Phantom Dust appears to be an upgraded remake of the original with new gameplay and remake graphics. That's what that I thought like it was. Mm-hmm. The second thing, what really strikes me is this as someone who's not a gamer and doesn't really follow half of the shit you guys are talking about. None of these titles actually tell you what the hell's in the game. That's hilarious. <laughs> but you have, you have, a, you have a, a thing called The Division. What the fuck is that? What's it about? Like, is it a kid at a chalkboard trying to do long division or yes. what? Yes, he's sitting there. He's like, it's... what's three divided by 12? Like, three divided by 12? <laughs> yes. That's a small number. It, it the division is postal apocalyptic New York. Um, Are there any games that don't take Tom place Clancy? In it's Tom Clancy's. So it's yeah. like one of those like strategic like. So it's like Splinter Cell. Well, no, in a well, sense, the, well, you're with a team. It's like Rainbow uh-huh. Six. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, some of the games that they did for Tom Clancy were like the Advanced Warfighter, which yeah. was you're a first person shooter, but you're also controlling a team. So there's strategy and FPS. Right. And then also the, the Wasn't that game like a ones. major disappointment. Wasn't that the one that was supposed to be like in Vegas or something like that? Yes, there was one. It was just pointing out. I mean, something like phantom dust that tells me nothing about the game. Well, see, all. it's a dust. That's a phantom. Like, yeah. Like it's, it's a ghost. <laughs> dust. That <laughs> falls there. It's just kind of hilarious. Just pointing that out. It's just, you know, it's sort of like yeah, the idea of the division um, is that you're actually part... See, I mean, it like the Division actually derives from specific tie-ins to the story that Tom Clancy kind of... Right, but what I'm, what I'm pointing out is if you're not already in that world, you don't th- know what nothing here invites you in. Right. To me, like at centipede, all. Centipede tells you exactly what the hell's yeah, going on. Yeah, it's about centipede. centipede. Yeah. 
But do you really? River I mean, as, as somebody that, and then we'll get into this a little bit later with what you know, rest of our topic for today. Do you really want to know what a game is? If you if you saw the trailer for the game, would it interest you off of just a trailer? I'm not talking about the trailer. Have... I'm just talking about the fact that, like, I'm sitting here right now, and you you guys might as well be speaking Martian. I don't know half the games that you're talking about, or you know, two thirds of the games. Now, part of gotcha. that is I'm just not a part of it. But if you were to tell me, and that I'm, this is sort of the thing that people do with licensed games, if you tell me, oh, it's Star Wars X-Wing Fighter, I know what that game's about. Right. You're going to be in an X-Wing. Even Halo, you know, what the hell does Halo? Halo doesn't even talk about anything that's in it. It's the ring that's around the planet. It's supposed to be called Halo, but it has nothing to do with it. It's just like you as a, you know, it should be Spartan Fighter or Alien Killer or something along those lines. Right. So just you're, saying, you're saying the title saying is, needs to represent what's the game, what the I'm game is I'm saying more of that. I think video games have taken over from comics and science fiction to be a very insular environment. You're either in it or you're not. Sure. And you can't get, it's very hard to get into it. You know, I'm sitting here now as someone. The last system I bought was a PlayStation Two. That tells you how far around I am. You know, I've I've lost an entire generation of of uh, of consoles, and it just, you know, I look at it. We'll get to it when we get to Nintendo. Nintendo's the only thing that ed- that gave me any sort of excitement, and like, oh, you know what? Kind of want to weep because those are all games that I knew. Because Nintendo does a great job of once you have one game, it's like here's 85 new Zelda right. games, here's 30 Mario games, and you get an idea of what everyone is. So that was the only thing that interested me because it was, you know, like all the stuff that I played on the PS2, none of that stuff exists anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, what was what was the one we were talking about the other night? It was like one of those first first person shooter SEAL Team so- 1. SOCOM. SOCOM. SOCOM just doesn't exist anymore. It's just kind of hilarious. Right. Well, see, and the Division and some of these others are similar to SOCOM in a way. Right. I'm just saying in terms of a franchise, like Call of Duty, I know right. because it's just so huge. I know what it is. And at least you get a sense. When someone's Call of Duty, you're like, okay, it's going to be a military-ish game. Right. You know, whether you're a first-person shooter or a third-person, I get an idea of what it is. You tell me Division, I have no idea. Right. You know, my mind will go to a military game because of my interest, but it's still, it's just kind of hilarious how sure. that ends up working out. Yeah. Um, um, speak- the thing that's also, I mean, that, that needs to be addressed is the fact that the video game companies as a whole are investing so much money to advertise those games mm-hmm. that if you even venture anywhere near something that could be video game oriented, whether it be movie theaters or television shows, or even like, I, I mean, I've seen them on comic book websites, like there's advertisements and trailers for those games. And they're banking more on the... Uh, trailers and the advertisements to pull you in, so that the title doesn't really right. Mean no, that I, much. I understand that, but I'm also I'm pointing out that insular type of thing. We talked about we, this is the what people have been talking about for comic books forever. We only advertise comic books in comic books. You're either in comic book world or you're not. Right. It was very tough to get out of it. You didn't know what yeah. was you know you wouldn't be sitting there seeing an ad for an Avengers comic. You know, or a new Hawkeye comic would be advertised in Avengers and X-Men and Spider-Man. You didn't see it anywhere else. So that world was very hard to get into. It's much more accessible now through the Internet, through mass media, through major movies, through TV series, so on and so forth, that people are coming from other droves. To me, just an outside observer's uh, point of view is that video games have sort of become this thing where the only thing that you see ads for video games in is within video game type stuff and and those those other things that there are billboards when you have something huge 
I'm sure there'll be Halo well, billboards usually a lot for the of new sporting ones events. You'll see something. Sporting events, you see it too. So I guess maybe it isn't as much as 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 I'm thinking, but it just again, it, it just for me, it's sort of the thing. And maybe it's just me being outside and not being into it and not being as interested. In, like I see this stuff and I think it's really cool, but I also think I'm not going to go drop six hundred dollars on a PS4 to right. start playing it or three hundred dollars on a on an Xbox. Right so now. basically, sure. what you're saying is, if somebody's listening to this podcast, it's not into games, like kind of like you, and they were just hearing these titles, spitting off these titles, and while we're talking about these games. They're probably sitting there going, "What the fuck is going yeah, on?" Yeah, if you sit there and you go, "I've oh, got it. Oh, okay, the division, the division is like Splinter Cell meets, you know, Watch Dogs." That to me, I know what Splinter Cell is. I have no idea what Watch Dogs is, except Travis apparently lost his nut over it and then died. <laughs> so I really don't. It, it's 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 the same thing as like a comic. If you're sitting there saying, "Oh, Avengers is a hell of a lot like X Men." And you're not into comics, like that doesn't tell me anything, right? You okay, know, so this, you're not dis- describe. But I'm not. I'm, I'm saying, if you're in, if listen, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably into this sort of thing. But again, who knows, right? So if I say Rise of Tomb Raider, does that give you an idea what it's Tomb Raider? Because I know what Tomb Raider is, right? Because it's not only was it a successful game, but it had two really crappy movies. It has a bigger pop culture life than what it is. But again, Rise of Tomb Raider, again, if I'm going to put two and two together, it's a prequel to when she first showed up with her pixelated boobs. Yeah. Right. And, and, I mean, if you look at any kind of different pieces of mass media, I mean, go go look at, you know, movies as well. Movies are the same way. I mean, uh, uh, Oblivion, which was Tom Tom Cruise's last big blockbuster, right? The hell is Oblivion about? Yeah, Oblivion. Oh no, it, it exists in other places. That's why Hot Tub so, Time Machine is the greatest movie ever because it tells you exactly what it's about. What's this movie about? It's about a hot tub time machine. What do you want? So um, let's yeah. let's see what because I watched some of the 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 Xbox one here with Rich, and there was a huge portion of it that dealt with indie games. Yes, and games that are developed by third parties that are then on Xbox or Xbox Live or what have you. Yeah, the were there game. any of those that you guys thought, oh my goodness, I really I, I really want to play this? There was one that I forget what the name is, but it looked like That's a not really help anybody. There's <laughs> one. All right. There's that's, one from the makers of Limbo, which is called Inside. There was one, but whatever the fuck. Well, no, I don't remember the name, but it was like a, it was the animation was like old school, like Warner Brothers cartoon type animation. Um, then there's another one I think was called like Wolf or something that looked pretty cool. Well, here's the thing with indie games. Um, Sony last year made a big push and big announcement about how the PlayStation 4 was going to incorporate a lot of indie games. And you're you know you're going to be able to to access these games that are basically like a couple of the games they announced are made by four people sitting in a garage, and you'll be able to access them on their system. Xbox came back this year, finally saying we're going you know you're going to be able to do the same thing. That's one reason why Spectre had on the Limbo T-shirt because everybody loved the game Limbo. Um, yeah, it was a sick game. Yeah, well, did you see Inside their their new one? No. Inside looks a lot like and plays and feels a lot like Limbo, except for the fact that there's more color to it. There's a little bit more detail, but it's still that exact same feel of Limbo. And Limbo, if you have, if Chris, you really don't know anything. Limbo. No, was, I don't know anything. I like. No, that. I mean, Chris, no, I don't. Really I don't mean don't that way. Anything. I mean, I, I mean, with games as far as you know, know, Limbo was a very simplistic game, where it was basically almost like a stick figure that. Would, yeah, it was the black and white one. It was like yes. the gray background, and it was just it was a side scrolling. Yeah, one. and you just basically touched oh, two who buttons. Who doesn't know? About there you go. I'm, I'm impressed. No, I watched. I watched G4 when it was out. That was one of Morgan <laughs> Webb's favorite games. But yeah, there's. You only watched it for Morgan Webb. <laughs> oh yeah. 
dude, ex- the hell with exploit. I was just watching it from Morgan Webb. That woman is gorgeous. Hey, well, Travis, what do you think of the uh, uh, Dead Rising Three uh, DLC with the Capcom? All the you know where you could it was you almost could play as Chung Lee. Yeah, it was the Capcom. It was like the cell shaded uh, characters that you could play as. Right. What do you think? Not yeah, no, who cares. You don't really care. <laughs> no, I, is, I, I a, just thought a, it was a gimmicky tie-in, and it didn't appeal to me at all. But as a DLC, patented, <laughs> it's a patented Travis Jones. But see, to me, the <laughs> review. Eh, I don't care. It's the type of DLC that you would want as downloadable content. You know, it's something that it, it it's something different than just saying, "Okay, we're going to give you a new skin or a new costume or something." How is isn't how that is, what it is? Like, it, is it is, but it Wait, is. Hold but on, how is Chun Li any different from just adding a new skin to the game? That's exactly what it is. Because it brought to you a different element with doing it with the with the different um, shell shading. Do they have different moves? Yes, you can do, actually do like the Street Fighter moves and things like that. Yeah, that would be funny. Like okay, pinning a zombie up against the wall and just no, doing no. here like if rapid they had kick. Announced to me that they were creating an entire, you know, extra two hours to ten hours of gameplay that was based around Chun Li and introduced that character, and it was like adding on a whole another element to the game. Now I'm interested, but when yeah, they're but that's like, a hey, lot hey, just to just add on. Just to add, I mean, they're, they're, if you're going to do that, there's no way that's going to be downloadable unless you're going to superly pay for it. It's not going to be a nine dollar download. Yeah. Well, My I question mean, is, two, two to ten hour gameplay. Not... There isn't a single game I've thought of that you guys have talked about where there's two hours of gameplay that isn't online either. Like, didn't didn't what didn't you tell me like Titanfall? You can't even play. You can't like play a campaign or anything. Without yeah. Being no, online. there's no campaign. You have to play <laughs> online all the time with other. Way people. to get him going on that. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of which, Call of Duty uh, Advanced Warfare, you know that most of those games don't have very much... Uh... No, that's why. I, part of the reason I skipped the last generation was I have no interest in playing a bunch of kids from Brazil and Colombia or whatever we used to make fun of. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare reminds me of a cross between Ghost Recon and Titanfall. Just with the, you know, in a first-person shooter. What, I mean, did you see anything of that of, of that title that was interesting to you, other than you know stuff that already that's already been out? Uh, unfortunately, no. <laughs> it's like I, I mean, the problem with the Call of Duty series and, and also the Battlefield series is that it's a very finite style of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same thing that happens with with uh, racing games. Mm-hmm. There's only so much you can do. There's only so many right. cars in the world. There's so, only so many racetracks in the world. Unless you really go off and say, okay, we're not going to stick to reality and we're just going to explode with it Called and Mario let Kart. it do whatever it wants, then it's, then it's a different kind of thing. Then you go anywhere with it. With the Call of Duties and the Battlefields, they you have – a specific boundary size for a map that people are going to play on. You have a specific amount of guns that you can use, and there's only so many ways you can mix and match that. And then if you are very much into that kind of game, you're going to love it, and you're going to enjoy it, and you're going to get off on the new types of weapons or the new tactics you can use or the new team-based strategies. But if you're not into that, there's nothing that's going to draw you into playing it. Well, they so did. do you think do you think that's part of the reason why so much of this is is online uh, multiplayer? Uh, cent- not, well, like online centric. It's because you can't build a campaign that's any different than the campaign you built three games ago 
where the only appeal to it is the graphics are better while you're killing your friends that live in another state. Well, if you'd create a good story, you know... It, I'm just saying, see, like, what, what Travis is talking about, if you're going from Call of Duty 1 to Call of Duty 6 or whatever the hell they're up to, the basics of the game are exactly the same. You have a rifle, you have mm-hmm. a pistol, you have grenades, you're in a building, you're in a field, you're in a dock, you're in right. a, a skyscraper, and you're trying to kill people. Now, when you're doing that against the AI, when you get to the you know six or seven or whatever you know uh, the, the the sequels, that's the same damn thing. The difference that you have is how cool can I be online? How many people can I kill? Right. How many you know you're fighting people with real cognitive thinking skills instead of that AI that you know turns its back to you and goes, oh, I don't know where you are anymore, and you can just kill it. Is that part of the is that part of the reason why so much of the development has gone to this online thing? Rather than just campaign campaign type stuff, because all the campaigns are the same for really a first person shooter. The only thing that you do different from a game that's military based is you're trying to stick to realistic weaponry, where you have something like Halo and you have like a, a lightning gun that kills people instantaneously, or what was that one game where you had like an earthquake gun or something like that, or you just like stuck something in the ground and it flipped over the world or whatever it was. I don't remember what it was. There was something cool. Like I don't that. remember. Anyway, so, but I, do you I, think that's part of it? Is the reason why they've gone to such a an online heavy? I think development what happened for this? is uh, what happened was especially with Halo. Halo kind of really caused the the uh, multiplayer boom. Most people are putting. But it in also the, was an amazing campaign in its first two games, right? But most of the people are putting in the game once once they got to the the point where you had the division of. This is campaign, and here's the multiplayer. Most people just immediately popped in the multiplayer and said, "Screw the campaign." There well, was that, no reason for them to have the campaign. What it, what it seemed to start out to me, and again, this outside observer towards it, was Halo was something that they developed that online battle in order to get you to keep playing the game, to continue to play Halo until Halo Two came out. Because once you finish the campaign. You do it a second time to see if you can get better stats or whatever. Right. But then you're like, all right, I don't need to play this anymore. To keep you from turning off and going to another game, and maybe not even picking up Halo 2, to keep you going all the way until it, that was the ad. Yes. Now, that's not the ad. It's the ad is itself. The ad is the, the, the campaign. It's like, here's your online game that you can mm-hmm. play everybody, and when your friends aren't on or you get bored of getting killed by a three-year-old who's playing in Norway... You can play just the campaign part of it, but don't worry. It'll be over in two hours. Right. That seems to be the the reverse of it's now something that you can't find a game that has a storyline or a campaign line that's going to take you as even an average gamer more than a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Uh, You know, I've always said that the campaign mode should be what you start with. So you unlock, you know, your abilities that you that you get in the campaign mode carry over to the multiplayer mode. Well, that's how Call of Duty started. That so, was like that was the way to gain your experience and to figure out right. what you were doing. You know, like, oh, you get on and you do the campaign, you can figure out how to switch weapons or stuff like that. Somebody who me who has limited skills of doing anything can still can't figure out mm-hmm. how do I switch the gun? Um which one's the Y button? And then you would jump into the campaign so you wouldn't look like a total idiot. Again, right. like me who gets, you know, stands in the middle of nowhere going, how do I switch to the pistol? And then someone shoots me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there there have been online games for much longer than the Call of Duty and, and uh, uh, Medal of Honor games. I mean, Yeah, I mean, SOCOM had an online component, too. I remember oh, it was, no. we can it was go just back a, to Quake like, and, it was and those a bizarre guys. Thing. I mean, yeah. we can go way back, you know? So uh, the online element has always kind of been there. Um, I, I, I've always felt that a really solid game gets both. 
And that was one of the things that set Halo apart was that it had an interesting, different, dynamic on a, a, a storyline that you could follow, a campaign that was interesting and had a beginning, middle, and end and had twists and turns and took you somewhere from beginning to end. Then on top of that, it had an extremely strong multiplayer game also involved in it that was as equally developed and, and gave you a lot of options to play with. Um, some of the earlier games didn't have as many different styles of online game you could play with other people, or they weren't as polished as clean or as clean. Now the the shift has been moving more and more towards this massively multiplayer online type thing and how we integrate the first person shooter into that massively multiplayer online. And the answer apparently is drop campaigns altogether. There is no storyline or the storyline is so thin because certain groups of gamers don't care. They don't care about story. They don't care about character. They don't care about any of that stuff. They want the I killed that guy somewhere kind of thing. I, I, I'm not a fan of that. I never have been. I, I am more than happy to get online and play with friends and play against other people. And it's it can be extremely fun. But that's a piece of a whole. I never, I've never considered that the whole. Well, look what happened with Grand Theft Auto Five. You know, it was, it had a great, you know, story mode where you get, you know, we've sat there and played it. Matter of fact, it's one of our highest rate, you know, listen to uh, podcasts is us, you know, doing a run through of the game, and yeah. we were just basically playing the campaign mode. But as soon as the multiplayer hit for that that game exploded even bigger because everybody wanted to run around and just, you know, beat the shit out of each other as prostitutes or, you know, break everybody's money or whatever. How do you do online campaign or online multiplayer? Again, though, I would, I would reiterate though, you look at GTA five and unbelievably well thought out, unbelievably well designed, complete campaign with a good storyline that was very dynamic and different from what they had done before. And for the first time in a GTA series, their online stuff was just as robust, just as dynamic, just as well thought out and plotted out and had so many specific pieces to it. It was just as much fun to go into and play. That's, that's again, why I think it was, it was so successful and it's a standout. Mm-hmm. Is because it did both, and it did both so well. There yep. are many, many, many other entries that don't do it as well. Yeah. Okay. So the last thing about the Microsoft, and we have to mention this, is they one of their biggest announcements was the Master Chief Halo collection. Yeah. Halo. You get Halo one through four. You get the extra multiplayer maps that were exclusive to Halo two. You also get the Halo live action series, which was Halo, it's Halo Nightfall, and you also get an access to the Halo Five Guardians multiplayer beta. You're getting all of that for sixty dollars. Yeah, dude, and, and, and they're master they're remastering all of it. One through four, they're remastering. Halo for the Two X-Fox. is getting the complete anniversary remaster, and uh, you're also being able to play one through four seamlessly. You know, right. You know, Without having any of the uh, you know the credits or anything, it just goes from one to the other, and it, I think that you're even going to be able to keep your your abilities and your stats as you move one they to the other. They haven't discussed. They 
haven't confirmed that yet. It was right. alluded to, but there's no confirmation on like carrying over stats and weapons and abilities and all that kind of stuff. Well, they also alluded to that you can play your your favorite parts and your favorite boards, you know, um, and just basically make your own version of the game. Or, you know, the four games just different stages that you find most fascinating. Well, but, if we dissect it as like Halo fans, uh, Halo Four wasn't quite as good as the other three. It was it was solid, but I think. M- most Halo fans agree that Halo 3 was kind of the where it peaked. Yes. And uh, most people have also kind of said that Halo 2's multiplayer was the peak for the Halo multiplayer. It was like where they introduced the most stuff, and it was the most defined of, of the multiplayer experiences. And the fact that they are bringing back the original Halo 2 multiplayer in its original setting as it was is a big deal for Halo. Halo fans. Did you also people, go ahead? Did you also see that they mentioned that you can switch between the you yes. know, the advanced graphics of the of and or go back to the original graphics, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. They're, well, the, they're doing the same thing that they did with Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary Edition, where it's you can bounce back and forth between the two the the hot and new beautiful graphics and the old school graphics. But uh, the fact that they're collecting the whole thing all in one and bringing back so much of the old. And uh, remastering it for the Xbox One, and you're getting a peek at, at Halo Five. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a Halo fan at all, you're an idiot not to get it. See, this is the thing that you, you talked before about a game that might get you to buy an Xbox. This would be the thing that would get me to buy an Xbox. I played one and two on other people's Xbox systems. Like one one of my favorite video game related stories is my friend Scott and I doing the 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 co-op campaign mm-hmm. for halo 2 over Dude, the course of like yeah. three days you know we played one night for like 10 hours right and I'm like oh i should probably go home because it's dawn and then yep. over, the, over the next weekend we finished the whole game and so that was like one of my favorite experiences with it so this is the type of thing when i saw this was like okay now i gotta think maybe maybe it's worth like you know upgrading the system and the tv and all the other stuff just for something like this because you get I've never played three and four, so right. I can play one oh. through four and do all the extra stuff and something like that. So that yeah, cool. and all for sixty dollars, which is amazing. Yeah, 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 and that's the other thing is the fact that you're getting all four of them remastered and bringing back stuff that they got rid of that they canceled. Uh, yeah, if yeah, yeah, this is definitely something that if you're a fan of the Halo and you haven't upgraded to the X. Xbox One. That's a very right. good reason to do it. Well, then you're also getting the Ridley Scott directed Halo Nightfall. You know, which uh, we know. You know, we've heard that there's going to be a live action show, but this is the. Eh. Yeah, I know, but it's still it's, it's Ridley eh. Scott, so it can't be that bad. Oh no 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 no! Yeah, I mean, even yeah, even Ridley Scott on a bad day isn't bad. All right, let's get past Xbox, right? Because we've spent almost an hour on it. And well, hey, let's not forget also Crackdown. They announced Crackdown's coming Yes, they back. did. So that that's about getting crack. <laughs> yep. Buying crack. Yep. Down it's about down on crackheads. Well, one of the uh, and just re- one of the other real game, big games that they mentioned was The Witcher Three: The Wild Hunt. Looks re- looked really oh good. Oh my god, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, that looked good, and that looks like it's even it's a an open world game where they were showing they were talking about how. There's mountains like massively in the background, like you know, looked like about fifty, sixty miles away from you or more that you could go and to. Like you go to that, yeah, go, yeah, yeah. And that was one of the big things was all the stuff you can see is attainable by foot or horseback or whatever. And if you have not played the Witcher games, 
uh, they c can be if they get more and more uh, play in in the you know video game world. If they get more popular, they can be like the Skyrim killer. Yes, they, they, that game very easily can take over that giant niche of open world medieval you know adventure game. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's I never got to play The Witcher one, but I've played The Witcher two, and it is an extremely pretty game. It, it holds up to current next gen graphics pretty damn well on a PC and it plays very well. It's very, very tight. And uh, yeah, uh, the, the third one could blow everything out of the water. So Sony's uh, conference this year was the first time that they went to a online going to, you know, PlayStation.com to watch it. I had the worst trouble trying to stream this thing. I could stream the, the hockey game and everything else fine, but trying to stream their PlayStation event was a nightmare. It played two seconds and stopped because I think their server was getting overloaded with so many people trying to watch it. Did you did you have any trouble trying to watch it? Uh, I, I did not try to watch the live, but I tried to watch the recorded, and I was having issues with it. Yeah. Now, not to say there. I mean, they showed some amazing stuff. There were two games in the, the in their uh, conference that I just said, okay, now I've got to buy a PlayStation Four. It was uh, the the order eighteen eighty three. I think it's eighty three or eighty six. I, I always you, forget. You were kind of hot on that before. I was excited but, about that. But then then they showed the the opening sequence and how it transferred right into the gameplay, and it was just almost seamlessly. I was like, oh, this game is amazing looking. And I'm so glad that they didn't rush it out. That's the one thing that I I I try like I'm I'm trying extremely hard to hold back these huge expectations of how pretty a game is because of being bitten so many times by the mm -hmm. computer you know specially set up computer graphic trailer yeah. as opposed to the real thing. And the the other one that um, they showed the trailer for, and I loved the trailer, and I'm, I'm I'm thinking the same thing as you are right now is, you know, if the gameplay is not going to be up to par in this game, it's going to be very disappointing, and that's Bloodborne. <laughs> Bloodborne looked incredible, but yes, but the only problem was the the only thing they showed was the CG, you know, and heightened uh, cutscene or whatever it was. Right, right, right. But those two games just and it's insane. Yeah, those two games alone would make me want to buy that system. Sure, sure, easily, easily. What do you think about uh, some of the other things that you were showing? Uh, well, I, I think we obviously have to mention uh, Nathan Drake is coming back. Yes, that was the last thing uh, that they announced or they showed at the uh, on the uh, their conference. Yeah, the very. <laughs> The very last thing that they threw out there was the fact that it's uh, 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 it's uh, Uncharted. What was the name for it? A Thieves' End. Thieves' End. Yes. A thieves' mm -hmm. End. And I was like, wait. So, and like most people, I was like, wait. So, does that? Are we killing him? Like, does that mean he he's dying? Like, is he dying now? Because if that's the case, what the, what the hell? Well, uh, I guess so you're going to have to play one, the game. Yeah, that one jumped out huge at me. Um, there, there were some other ones that I was, you know, interested in. Um, I think that, that um, Destiny 
is still high on the list. Yes, but De- well, Destiny's still though. That's a third party game, so you know that that will be for both systems. But yeah, they they did promote it highly with the PlayStation event. Uh, you know, I, I I don't I, I don't care whether it's a third party third party or whether it's Sony exclusive. You know, if you can't make your game for your system stand out amongst all the rest, then do better. So, uh, Destiny jumped out big time to me. Alien Isolation came out of nowhere and jumped out at me. And yes, Chris, that's Alien as in Sigourney Weaver, like Aliens. That's cool. Uh, yeah, that always seems I, like yeah. a like a franchise that should have a good game. Like I know when they talked about doing those like Alien Colonial Marines or something like that. Like it's a franchise that it seems like a no brainer to do a really good game, but there's never been a really good game that I've ever heard of attached with that that kind of uh, that franchise that tie in. It's extremely sad how poorly Alien as a franchise has been treated as in video games. And there have been a few of them. The, the latest one was the Space Marines one that just turned out horribly. And I, and I don't mean like, oh, I had a little upset about, uh, you know, Watch Dogs not turning out the way it should have. This was absolutely people should have been fired left and right for that video game. Mm-hmm. The AI was a joke. The graphics were terrible. The gameplay itself was horrible. Like, trying to control your character was glitchy. It was just, like, everything about that game was bad. So what they showed with Alien Isolation, I was like, well, wait, we might we might have something here. And it actually looked very good. And from what they were showing, it, it looks like it plays tight as well. It's not just all looking looking pretty. Um, well, it's the, odd because, I mean, there's so much talk about when, when you have a tie-in game to an existing movie – it's usually, you know, lowest bidder and it's rushed oh, out God. and that type of thing. Something like Alien, you would think that some studio would be able to go in and go, you know what, this is going to make sense. There's no new movie. We can take our time. We can do whatever we need to do and come out with a good game. That's the type of franchise that I always wonder, why can't they get a decent game out of it? Well, you Gearbox know, I, thought they did that. They thought they did that with uh, the Space Marines one. That they, they were. Yeah, no. Do you remember that was the the year that they started promoting? Uh, Gearbox started promoting that uh, Alien, you know, Space Marines was the same year they were promoting Duke Nukem Forever. Oh my God! Oh God! That was a bad year. Yeah. So they had those, and those were their two biggest games. They were really pushing because that was the same year that you, Chris, you and I had met with. Uh, Somebody from them about you know the uh, pod or the uh, yeah we met with a lot the of series people. that we were going to we went to the ESPN zone mm-hmm. that was during that E three mm-hmm. yeah nachos that, <laughs> that was so bad the ESPN zone that no longer exists um, yeah uh, so that's the thing that likes kind of confusing to me so you're hoping cross your fingers that someone finally got it right yeah big time big time and it and it looks good so we'll see um, other stuff that like stood out big time for Sony. Uh, named Little Big Planet Three. Yes, they did. Has been a hugely successful franchise for them, and uh, looks like it's way upgraded, way bigger. Which was one of my complaints about the last one was like when I was trying to play in the sandbox and create my own worlds and everything. I was like, it, it feels kind of small and contained, well, and like you couldn't really go like huge with all the stuff you wanted to do with it. This one looks like they've expanded that a bunch and uh, you can do a lot more with it. Uh, and obviously prettified for the next gen graphics. Yeah. Two, two did seem a lot smaller than one even. 
So it was kind of, you know, there were, and there was a lot of stuff that they actually ended up adding to one that they didn't add to to number two. So this one, this one does look a lot better, and I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens with it. Uh, the only other one that, I, or the two other ones that I would mention is one is uh, Infamous First Light. So they're they're continuing the Infamous fan franchise, yeah. um, which up until this point has been exclusive exclusive to Sony. And then well, uh, it's a no Sony Man's. title, isn't it? It's a Sony uh, Studios I project. I believe it's their own. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the final one that kind of caught me out of nowhere, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" It was No Man's Sky. Uh huh. Which I. As of right now, I could try to venture a guess as to what the hell it is, but I have no fucking clue. I mean, it is it's it's one of those you can build your own world and then have other people play in it. Right. So you're like designing levels or actual planets. Right. For people to have fights on, but then you can like part of the spore stuff, you can go like grab like entities or, uh -huh. or, you know, life forms or plant life and bring it to your planet. Then you can go intergalactic and there's like literally different galaxies and all of them have a bunch of different planets on them. Right. And some of them are game generated and some are, are player generated, which is very, very, very much what Spore was supposed to be and never really mm -hmm. got there. And then there's, there's different types of uh, um, vehicles that you can either get or purchase, or make, or it was well, it was all over the place. Because then there's space wrong. fights. There was a huge space fight in the yes. middle of the trailer. I'm like, what the, the hell? This is thing like was all over the place. But correct me if I'm wrong. Is you can obtain some of these different you know elements and things by some of the battles that you take that you do. I, if I if I remember, quick, but this thing was yeah, it was massive. This is the one that had the dinosaur things that I was trying to yeah. tell you. But this is okay. Here's the thing with the, with listening to everything that Travis is saying. This reminds me a lot of when the, what was it, Bioware did the Star Wars multi, the last multiplayer one after Empire or whatever. whatever the, Old the, Old the Old Republic. Republic. Yeah. From the start, it seemed like we're going to do this and you're going to be able to do this and this is going to change and this is going to be here and you're going to have your own ships and you can customize your ships like crazy and the bounty hunters are going to do this and the, the healers mm -hmm. are, and then it turned out to be the same exact role-playing game that everybody else on the planet was playing. It was the right. same exact piece of shit. So for everything Travis is saying, can they pull that off? Since it's four guys sitting in the garage, literally, I don't know. Uh, dude, I have Because you're no talking about an extremely complex and complicated game. Oh, it's just completely, from, yeah. Just from the way Travis is describing it. Oh, my God. You have no clue. I mean, it, when we're done, Rich, please show him a, a, the, the trailer that they showed, the, the, the press conference trailer. I saw part of it. I saw the space battle part of it, and then yeah. I think I saw some oh, so, of it. So but, but the thing is, it looks, it, I'm not talking about the look of it. I'm talking about all of the things that you're talking about. Yeah. All of the, all of it, you're talking about galaxies full of worlds and designing your own worlds and species and plants yeah. and stuff from other places and stuff like that. Is that something that you actually think is going to happen, or is this just going to be a game where you jump in a ship and you blow something up over over a world? I honestly don't know, and the reason I don't know is because it's so grandiose and it's so complex and it's so big. Does it sound amazing? I, I want it now. I, I want right. to play in this immediately. What I was talking about is that, yeah, your your reaction right now is the reaction I heard from so many Star Wars fans when they first announced that yeah. role play. They're like, okay, this is finally it's a game that's going to it's going to 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 change on its own based on you 
within the Star Wars universe. This is what I kept hearing. You know, your abilities and what you can do and all of this other stuff and all the things that you can do are very intuitive and the game is going to contour itself towards you and yada, yada, yada. And none of that came true. That's exactly. what I'm wondering. Yeah, no, I mean, I, the, the Old Republic was a huge disappointment in the fact that it looked like it was going to be a very action-oriented, very dynamic, very new. And then it was like, oh, oh okay, so it's it's a WoW clone with different colors. Yeah, basically. you have a lightsaber instead of an axe. Well, here, here's the thing. Exactly. And that this game... One, I mean, this one, they're talking about you're going to explore different worlds. You can go into the oceans. You can go into the sky. You can go on the land. There's dinosaurs. There's other things. I do not know if it is possible to do everything that they're talking about doing on the consoles. Because what you're talking about also, this remind, going back to Star Wars, this reminds me a lot of what people were saying about 1313 or whatever the hell that title was. Oh, yeah. That Everything one, that yeah. they promised, my contention has always been, they looked at it and said, there's no fucking way we can do this mm -hmm. and cancel that game. Because it just, what you wanted in your head, you don't know how to, how to make it. You don't know how to code yep. it. You can sit there and say, I want to build a world. I want to be able to tell every single person that's going to play this game, you're going to have 80,000 combinations in order to make a world. And then you sit down and you start typing in that code and you're like, nope, ice, sand, jungle, done. That's all yeah. you get. That's yeah. what that's what I'm wondering. Like, is well, this is this something that's developed far enough along the line that they can really deliver on that promise? Or again, what I thought both Old Republic, because it kept getting delayed, and thirteen thirteen that got canceled, was that what they were developing was happening after they promised everything. Mm -hmm. They got to point A and the head of this development team said, yeah, we can get to B. No problem. We can get to B. Start promising B. Go out there and tell everybody that B is going to happen. Here's all the things you're going to do. And then they sat down like, all right, we got to get to what I just promised. There's not a chance we can do that. And it never happened. Well, Old Republic was, pro you know, they promised that for three years and then ended up not being. Exactly. That's what I'm this... saying. I think they promised everything and then said, okay, now we have to figure out a way to do it. I mean, right. it's, it would be sitting there in, in a movie scope or, or sensibility. It would be at the beginning of Jurassic Park going, we're going to give you CG dinosaurs, and then going into the computer and going, there's no way we can do this, and then giving you right. puppets. Sure. It was the reverse. They said, we're going to give you puppets, and then in the middle of it said, what can we do? And then it organically grew from there. This seems to be putting the cart before the horse. I don't know how far along this game is as much as they've shown of it. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's correct, correct me if I'm wrong, because my streaming was you know, really bad, especially during this part. Didn't sure. they show some gameplay, or weren't they trying? Weren't they playing some they of it? They straight up played the game on stage. Right. So Sean Murray, who's uh, one of the uh, designers for Hello Games, which is the, the people who are making No Man's Sky, uh, they were on stage playing it, showing a guy... Running along. Also, let's add into the fact that you can you can add Pokemon Snap into the game because one of the big ways you can like make money and discover things and and find out about the world that you're in is you can go discover or take a photo of different creatures, right? And then sell that to other worlds where they can try to adapt it to their world, and you make you make in-game money that way to go buy your vehicles or upgrade your vehicles or whatever the hell. It, it's uh, Yeah, so he was talking about it, and they were playing it. They had a guy slowly creeping along the bank of a gigantic lake, and then all of a sudden there's these giant brontosaurus-type dinosaurs along the side. Then there's these like kind of five-foot-tall rooster-looking things, almost like chocobos that run along the ground next to him. And then there's some gigantic rhino, half-rhino half uh, uh, Triceratops that runs by him, and he's like, oh, fuck, I better get in my, in my ship. 
jumps into this kind of Star Fox looking ship and gets and starts flying around the just like the sky. He's just flying around in the sky, gets like bored of flying around in the sky, goes over two giant mountains. And he's like, oh, yeah, I could land on those if I wanted to. Flies around the two mountains and is like, oh, I'm going to go interstellar and just goes points straight up into the sky and flies out of the atmosphere in space. Well, then he's like, oh, something's going on over there in space. So he flies over and it's like a moon of a giant planet. And there's like three freighters and two cargo ships and a bunch of like pirate ships all fighting each other in space. Like with, And I'm like, oh, oh my God, there's, there's a space war going on. He's like, all right, uh, I shot that guy. Now I'm going to go down to this planet to lose him. And he's like going in between all these canyons. They were playing it on stage. I don't know if it was the PS4 running it or a PC but I was like, I, I, as I was watching it, I was blown away that it was even possible that it was happening. Now, the the graphics were pretty and interesting, and you can tell of, they still needed rendering. Well, it was it was indie looking. It was right. very it was very stylized. But will you sacrifice the graphics look. for as much as you can do with it, though? Yes. I mean, are you are you willing to cut the graphic budget of it, make it look like more like a PS2 game, if? It means that you can do as much as you can do. Right? I would, if you I look would at accept games that. like Journey. Like Journey came out last year on the PS3 and it made huge splashes, and it was a little indie title that was a really, really cool, smart, different kind of game, and it had graphics that weren't that's like they weren't like blowing anybody out of the water with what the graphics were, but they were just special enough and they were just stylized enough that they were cool as hell. Okay, so the only thing left on the Sony conference that was really of big interest was uh, the Ustream. And that the, when they start going into what the PlayStation 4 can do and everything, they mentioned the Ustream. And one of the things that caught me about this that was kind of turned me off about it was when they mentioned that with the Ustream that you, know, you don't have to have a game that, like, Travis, if, if you have a PlayStation 4 and I have a PlayStation 4, you can sit at home watching me play my game, and if you have, if well, you have the, that's not a turnoff. That's just dumb. Wait, and if you have the the camera, watch play a game. Wait, listen. If you have the camera and everything, you can scream at your television, telling me that there's something behind me or something, and can cause me to turn around. And either you can do it as helpful, or you know, as me, you know, as you being a shithead and getting me killed or whatnot. See, what I want is that you can control the character. Like you can jump in and control. Rich's character for like two minutes and just, just screw everything up. Analog sticks oh, to the left. Hilarious. Yeah, just you know, just sitting there, just almost like hacking into the game. And yeah, just like holding down the fire button. He's just running around in circles, going, "Why are you shooting me?" No, the idea, like you mentioned, the, the idea that you can jump in and you're watching someone who's not in the same room as you play a video game. Like we we sit here on Saturdays and watch K play Titanfall for like six and a half hours at a time, and then he wonders why we're not having any fun. <laughs> if I ever get to the point where I'm sitting in a different room, in a different home, in a different area, and I log in and go, "Hey, I want to watch Rich play uh, Uncharted 15. Drake has an aneurysm. Kill me, slit my throat, and if let you have me nothing die. else in your life to do. If like there's nothing else in my life to do than that, thy life is over. There is nothing. Like I would rather go sit in the backyard and stare into the sun until my corneas just burn out in a blaze of hot fire than sit there and go, oh, what are you going to do today? I want to come and I want to watch on my TV. I'm going to watch on my TV you play a game. Now, I think, and I, I can't confirm this, so I, I don't know. Well, I can confirm it if I look online, but I think that 
you can also play the game. So if I have the game but you don't, you can jump in and play as a second player. That would be interesting. I want to check on that. Yeah, that one I'm not like, sure if about. If you can but... do because one of the things I don't know if this is again being stupid and having no idea about games. You know, you used to co-op on the same system. We right. talked about me playing Halo 2 with the split screen. Can you do that with a single person in a lot of these games now? Like can you play a co-op online where there's nobody else there, it's just the two of you? Yes, there are uh, certain uh, good luck. There are certain games you could do it with the Xbox 360 and stuff where you could you could system link. And you could have okay because that's that's the sort of thing that I that I miss. Like, well, that was just you know, but that was local, together, right? Together in the same house. He's but you could do it on two. Like, but you could do two. You could do two Xboxes on two separate screens, system linked within the same right, house. But that's within the same house. That's what I'm talking about. Like, if I could jump on. No, he's talking like you're playing here and he's at home. Yeah, like right. you used to have the one on one battle. Like I would used to play uh, Call of Duty or whatever one on one with with Eric. You know, right. a split screen. The problem with a split screen is I can see where you are. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm sitting there and like all I have to do is look at the top screen because I'm never the first player. And I always go, all right, he's in he's in the farmhouse. I know where I am. I'm running towards the farmhouse. Right. And the same thing. He's looking down going, he's running towards the farmhouse from the north, and he just shoots me. To be able to play, I'm here. Eric lives in Pomona. I can jump on my Sony PlayStation and play Call of Duty 6, Russian Revenge in the airport, and he's playing in his own, and it's just the two of us. I don't have to play with, you know, Pablo from Colombia, who's seven years old and just wants to kick me in the nuts over and over again. So you're talking like, like a just... private match? Exactly. Does that like exist? Um, not really. Because there, that would be to me. No, it does. I that's mean, the thi- certain like, games. Because you used to do that with PC. That was the thing that that Eric and Jared used to get off on with Command and Conquer. You play one on one, right? You know, you didn't have 85 people in there. Well, those was one. Oh, like, yeah. Good old Warcraft fights. Exactly. That sort of thing. To be able to do that in, like, a first-person shooter. Now, if that's what Sony's talking about, that would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Like, we used to... I mean, nope. Yeah, but nope. if it's just, I'm checking in to see Travis play Minecraft yeah, while he's building watch me, the... Watch me play shit. Yeah. Wow. That's that's fantastic. If, it, if, if the world gets to that point where that takes off... I don't want to live on this world anymore. But we already just, have websites and stuff you, where you but can... But it has taken off because we have at least 30 different websites dedicated to streaming video games and people get together and just watch people stream a video game while they play it. Hey, that's so dumb. Really... My brother created a wrestling federation that is basically him and his friends. They've taken and the w, whatever the new WWF game, they've play matches and record them and have a website that people go to and watch the matches as if it were like a regular wrestling show. That's so stupid. Yep. That's amazing. Like, like I understood when, when we played, oh God, it was like the first Mercenaries game. Yeah. There was like an island that I had a bitch of a time getting through. So there was, on YouTube, there was a run through. Like, this is how you can do it in five minutes. Right. And it was fast forward and it was like, go here and kill this and do this. It was almost like a way of getting through it, like what used to be a, a, a you know the, the game guides. It's where like they a would cheat code. You, yeah, that would be that same sort of thing. I sort of get that to a degree, but to sit, there, I, I saw that with South Park. One of my friends was watching that when South Park uh, the game came out. He's watching videos of guys playing the game mm-hmm. and commenting on it as they're playing it, and you could tell these guys are so impressed with themselves. I'm the funniest person on the planet, and I'm sitting there going, no offense, but Ethan is funnier than this. Right. You know, there's no way. 
<laughs> but, but yeah, like it's so stupid. And and somebody's watching it, and it was someone I knew, so I didn't really just sit there and go, "Wait, you're watching two guys who, from the sound of their voice, sound like they haven't been outside in some time." And like you Your know, voice from changes the changes when you haven't been outside. Well, no, because it's oh boy, so far, huh? I'll check this out. So now I'm gonna go over here and check. This out. Okay, no, no, hold on, hold on, check this out. Stand farts on this dude. Oh, that's so funny. Did you see how I farted on him? Oh, so I guess that was fartastic. <laughs> and then you hear like the slap of them like high fiving. It's like hours of stuff. Go to YouTube. This Everybody, is, no, thinks... I don't want to be a part of the internet anymore. This Everybody thinks that they are Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb doing game reviews. You type in, like, type in Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty or something, and you'll see. Of course, we're we're you know we're the kettle calling the pot black, because you know, <laughs> there are people here who just wish they were Chris Hardwick. Um, <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anyways, so that's, that's UStream. That's the dumbest thing. Like it, that takes to me. And I was surprised I haven't seen more on that afterwards. I mean, everything was like, because you can now get Netflix on Sony or something right. like that. That was like one of the big things. There's more apps coming to Sony. Well, you can always get Netflix on Sony, which is, I didn't understand that one. I, yeah, I was watching it with you, and it's like they made a big deal. Like, oh, Netflix is here. I'm like, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the PS3 came with Netflix, for God's sake. Right. Yeah, so that was kind of odd. Um, so, yeah, if, if Sony's big thing is, hey, you can watch other people play games, that's as terrible as last year of you know Xbox coming out and going, it's going to grow legs and kill you and take over your entire house. Now let's uh, get to let's get to my jam. Wait, wait, wait. There's one more I'm thing. I'm not get fuck Sony. Wait, wait. There's one more thing. Oh my and god. And this is just for Ethan. Oh god. The Last no. of Us. He's never played the first one. The Last of Us remix is coming out. So you just can't for do you, that, Ethan. though, because then the other game wasn't The Last of Us. It's The Last of Us remastered. So basically, all the downloadable content comes on this disc. Then the other one wasn't yeah, The Last. The last this, one should have been the last. Because of that, by definition, it's turned me off from the game. I don't even want to play it. <laughs> I don't care for it anymore. So Nintendo. It's kind of like the comic book Unwritten, where I said we should sue them because there's words in it. It's obviously not unwritten. Right. It's actually written. Yes, Nintendo. 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 Back to me. Back to when I played the little square box mm-hmm. of awesomeness, and I can't even remember what I got excited about. I know there was a Zelda game. Nintendo went back to their old Mario, school. Mario Maker. No, Smash Brothers for uh, the Nintendo uh, Wii U. Marty Mario Party Forty Seven. Bayonetta Two. Huh? It's three. Smash Brothers Three. Which Conan oh, O'Brien? Bayonetta Two. Oh. Jesus. Conan O'Brien, the next day after they announced this, had a copy of it on his show trying to play it. And Conan O'Brien that is like, that is not... the funniest thing I've yeah. ever. These, that's a whole like series of stuff. When he plays like GTA, it's amazing. But when he was oh, playing was this, because he had no idea, he's never played it. He's got this one guy there. Oh, that... he's never played any of them. Right. That's that's the best part. So there's Super Smash Brothers. There's Mario Maker, which I thought was awesome. Right. Again, Mario Maker looks dope. just totally just totally a dork in me going. I can rebuild all of those levels I could never finish because I was a yep. gamer. And then open a new world Zelda, Zelda game, an open world Zelda game, mm-hmm. which is a lot oh like. Oh my god, that looks so cool! Didn't it? It looked amazing. It looked a lot like which? Oh god, son of a bitch! I don't know my Zelda history enough. It's got to be like the first Cube one. Was it the Orcania Time? I think no, was it? That was like almost an open world type game where it was like you right, know, you go through the day and you have a horse. And Okra Time. Yeah, whatever. No, it's Orcania. Isn't it? Okra. Of time? No, I think he is thinking of Windbreaker. No, Windbreaker was the weird cell shaded one. Wind Waker. Windbreaker, not Wind Waker. <laughs> he, Zelda, where's he, the Windbreaker? No, Wind Waker was that weird, wind had the weird animation to it. I'm talking about right. the game before that. Okay. With the, like, your, your Ocarina. Yeah. It wasn't Ocarina? It like Majora's Mask. 
Maybe oh, it was Majora's there Majora's was Majora's. Mask. I forgot about Majora's. I don't know. Anyway, it, it felt a little more like that, where it was more open than, you know, go through this forest and get to this dungeon, and you could go back and forth and that sort of thing. So that was like the thing that got me. I was like, oh, hey, I kind of kind of want to Wii now. And the well, next, what about, what about Star Fox? I was just going to say the game that got me is Star Fox. I wasn't a huge Star Fox. Like, oh, I, I love Star Fox. Star Fox is the most amazing game in the world. Have you? <laughs> Star have you Fox seen the 64 thing? was my favorite game on the Do 64. Do a barrel roll. So have you, ever seen, have you ever seen the thing on, uh, I think it's crack.com, that talks about, like, it's like the, the horrors that video games don't show you, and Star Fox, <laughs> he intimates that Star Fox had to, all the pilots had to cut off their legs in order to fit in the ship. <laughs> Because the way they they, awesome. they show like the they show like the, the cockpit and it's not big enough for any of those characters, so they would have had to been cut in half and actually attached into the uh, into the thing. That's why That's awesome. they didn't care about dying all the time because they could never walk again. So it's kind of like Obi Wan's R four unit in uh, episode yeah, pretty two. much. It's just the it's just the, top. the head. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Star Fox are good. Yeah. Nintendo, you know, they did. What about Splatoon? Splatoon. What was Splatoon? I miss Splatoon. Oh, I thought, Splatoon Splatoon. Was, I, I thought Splatoon was a really cool, fun kid version of like the Halo multiplayer. It's you basically have these giant like paint guns, kind of like uh, Super Mario Sunshine when he was like doing the paint everywhere and cleaning up all the paint. Uh, but it's like you can ride the paint, like your character can ride in the paint or on the paint. Or submerge themselves inside the paint and then pop Travis, out and like. Rock Travis, it is out. this a game or is this an acid trip for you? Which which one is I, this? No, it's a, it's a game. It's a, no, that's what's so. <laughs> so it's kind of like it's the like Disney teams, game. It's teams of kids that could kind of look like uh, the kids next door cartoon, and it was like team battling where you're trying to fill the map with your color paint, and you can shoot people, and it hurts them when you shoot them with your color paint, and you can like you have this like tug of war with whose paint is covering the map and you can use the paint to like transport and move around the map. It was, it was really fun looking. So it's pretty much a gang war who can tag across the city. No. So anyway, <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, two new Pokemon games were apparently, announced. Also apparently too. Travis's audio just cut out because he totally missed <laughs> no, what Ethan no, just it said. No, it didn't cut out. Oh, just okay. Did, <laughs> just dead Did you listen to the, the Dawn of too, Justice Travis. episode? No, he didn't. Oh, I don't think. You didn't listen to the Dawn of Justice episode. No, I did not. Oh, Ethan's shining moment. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> um, I'm they also you. announced a new Kirby game for yeah, Wii U. It's, it's, like, it's like our entire childhoods are coming back for the Wii U now. Well, I mean, this is what Nintendo does really well. You know, every, every system and every developer seems to, you know, they hit that one franchise and they just keep going. Call of yeah. Duty 65, Halo 17, yada, yada, yada. And Nintendo, I think, especially because their characters are so strong, and not mm-hmm. it's not even like they're just designed really well. They're an all ages type where you can play them when you're young and you can play them when you're older and you still love them. Nintendo hits that. Smash Brothers is one of the most fun I've ever had right. playing a game because it's just insane. There's so many different characters and all that fun stuff. Obviously, I've been a huge Zelda fan up until the point where I stopped getting Nintendos. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I've always, I've, I've always lost that character. Hey, shows I, what kind of fan you are. Yeah, pretty much. The, the reason, the reason that I, I bought Soul Calibur for my friend's cube was so that I could play as Link in the in in the fighting game and just oh, yeah, yeah. kicked his 
ass with that character. Okay, so well, hey, I mean, what you say that? Let's bring up uh, not only the Legend of Zelda, but they announced Hyrule Warriors, which is basically looks like a Soul Calibur for like Zelda. Yeah. Zelda. Okay, so here's a question because this has been going around the internet for a while. Should Nintendo stop making a console and just focus on games? And be a game no, developer. No, no, no. Because I think anyone Do who they, has anyone who has an Xbox or, or a PlayStation isn't going to play Nintendo games on it. But because they their their biggest market right now are the games and the DS. So should they just stick with the handheld device? No, because people are still playing. I mean, the no, Wii U no, is they, still selling. They've always, they've always done well, and they've always cornered the market on the handheld, and they should keep doing that, and that's great. But. Nintendo, Nintendo's E3. system... Should they stop doing a gimmicky system no, and go no, straight... No, Nintendo, no, no. Nintendo system... Until, hold on, Travis. Nintendo's yeah. system is a conduit for their games, and that's it. That's it. Okay, should they, they, make, they make a system so that you can play those classic Nintendo games. They cut out everybody. Every, every dollar that you spend on Nintendo is spent on Nintendo. Sure. They're games that are developed by Nintendo or parties that they've contracted in... They're, the only reason the Wii U exists is to play Nintendo games. You're not playing third-party games on it right. to really to any sense of sensibility. But you're also not playing Nintendo games on Xbox and Sony. The guys that are playing Xbox and Sony aren't people that are going to sit there and go, oh my god, I can't wait to play Zelda. They're the ones that want to play you know, Mortal Call of D- Duty Combat and just like rip people's <laughs> hearts out with... Mortal, Con- <laughs> Mortal Call of Duty Combat. Call of Duty Combat. Call of Duty Combat. <laughs> I, it's... Nintendo makes a system, and it's why their system isn't as advanced as the other ones, because it only has to run their own graphics. It only has yep. to run their own gameplay. The, the Wii was a, was a huge leap in technology with its motion control right, type stuff. Right, but the Wii's most because, popular game was the Wii Sports game that came with it. That's fine. What sold the Wii? The Wii Sports game. It wasn't the system. Right. The graphics on the Wii Sports are ass. If you're really, if you want, you're like, oh, I want to be immersed in this real world and I want stuff to just go crazy and I just, you know, I want to have nightmares about the zombie game I'm playing. You don't get that with Nintendo. If it's, I want to play something different, I want to play something fun, I want to pick up an odd, different kind of controller, you want a family system, you want a system that's really built towards playing, having two players. I can't tell you how many times I played baseball with Eric. Mm-hmm. I played that baseball game over and over and over and over again. And when I hit a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth to beat him once, it was awesome. <laughs> that controller barely survived because I was jumping up and down. Nintendo makes its system for its games, and that's it. Sony makes its system so it has Sony games and it has Watchdog games. Right, it has, it has, it has third party, third party and games. First party. Xbox does the same thing. Nintendo doesn't care about any of that. Its niche is completely different. You don't have a Nintendo system or one that actually works anymore. My you, damn dog. You don't have any, re- but you're not going to go out and buy a Wii U. I'm, I'm more likely. Of, I'm more likely to I'm, buy a Wii see, U. Uh, well, no, I might for Arabella now. But this, uh, I'm not saying no, I, you, I you, you, you. No, I'm not talking about Arabella. I'm talking about you as a gamer. You're not going to buy a Wii U. Not necessarily. No, no you're not going to buy no, a Wii U. As Travis a gamer, might. Travis, I, but that's what I'm saying. You're talking about me. What am I most excited about? You've talked about. Call of Division and Dead Man's Halo Mortal, Sky, Call of Mortal Duty Call of Duty Combat, Duty Combat Duty all this stuff. Black Ops. There's only so one calm. game. <laughs> Again, it's a legacy game in Halo that I said I could see myself thinking right. about plunking down a system. Sure. Yeah. I'm more likely to buy a Wii U because it's not just the motion control games. You have stuff that is more classic in Zelda and 
Super Smash Brothers and stuff that I used to play with, you know, with a D-pad or the NES Advantage, mm-hmm. which was awesome. I missed that. That was cool. The Turbo. Oh, playing the... Oh. My, no, dude, just play my, the, the track and field. That yeah. was the, the javelin throw with the turbo, man. That thing would go like 800 yards. And you're just <laughs> like, what just happened? That type of thing. Nintendo has carved out that niche, and they're happy with it. Because, again, every single dollar that you spend on Nintendo goes straight to Nintendo, and that's it. That's sure. all yeah. you want. But the beauty of Nintendo stuff, especially what they're doing with the Wii U. The problem with the Wii U up until this point was they didn't have these games. The I, I honestly believe the reason... Nintendo wasn't selling the Wii U at all because the Wii sold like hotcakes because it was this whole new cool system and you interact and you're playing. And then when the when that control. got a little bit older, what was the next thing they did? They had the marketplace where you could buy the original Super Mario Brothers. You right. could buy the original Zelda. Right, right, right. I ended right. up at my friend's house playing original Zelda five years ago because it was there. And it's like I have this this conduit to get back to all those games you used to right, play. Right, but- problem with the wii u this whole time that it's been out it was out before all the other systems and everybody was was like and everybody's been saying it everybody's like where's the games where's the games where's the game finally with this e3 now that i saw this legend of zelda zelda now that i actually saw the mario maker now that i saw the new kirby now that i saw the new mario kart that came out this i'm like okay now I want a Wii U so I can play all these games. I'm not saying anything about the games. I'm saying that to me, and from what I've seen, the biggest turnoff from the system is the tablet size controller. The big, how is that a turnoff? The turn big off? rectangle. Have you seen what you can do with that? You can take your game. No, that I've seen that. In the living room, and you're like, I want to keep playing this game, and you take off with the tablet alone, and you can keep playing it like it's a handheld. You're talking about the size, but they said the same thing about the Xbox controller when it first came out. When the Xbox That's controller so came weird. out, everyone's like, it's too big. This, this it's past week, and uh, the barbecue I went to, the guy that was there had the Wii U, and we were playing the games there. It's not that big of a difference. I mean, yeah, you're just holding this big, you know, tablet, but it's like playing something on your iPad. The the, the nothing, buttons are still the the from the edges to where your thumb has to be is the same exact thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just you're holding it's it easy to control. Apart. It's very very easy. I don't I don't, th- I don't think that's the the turn. I think the turnoff for people that are, it just doesn't have the games that people have been looking for sure. because it doesn't have it does. classic Nintendo games. Now it does. People who bought the Wii U or people had the Wii. Right and like oh I want to keep playing no no the same no and, stuff. and I to be honest the Star Fox game and the Zelda game would make me want to pick up the system and if I remember right it's not that expensive either so speaking of games that pick up systems you mentioned Halo and this is a nice little segue um, EA they've they've started off their their conference with a first look at Battlefield Star Wars Battlefield. Battlefront. 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 Star Wars Battlefront. You guys mentioned Battlefield a minute ago. So. You're fired from the games division. Of- you know, and I have it right here, so shut up. Um, that makes it worse. <laughs> shut yeah. up. I wasn't- <laughs> See? So, EA showed Star Wars Battlefront right off the front. Which right off the front? Right off the front. Right off the front. <laughs> right off the front. Right off the showed- bat, they showed Star Wars Battlefront. Which they started, was- they showed either way, Star I was going to start out with either a front was- or a bat. <laughs> well, the... I think you were saying, like, look, it's it's the original trilogy. I'm like, yeah, that's the first game. The first game of the original trilogy. Like, the big deal of it being the original trilogy to me isn't that big it, a deal. Well, but it wasn't, I mean, it, yes, the, the all three or all two of the Battlefronts had the original trilogy in it. This one, they're taking it a step farther where they were showing in this, this. it wasn't even a trailer. It was just more of the behind-the-scenes thing that 
for the first time EA actually went into uh, yeah, it's going to be more and, accurate. Again, it's it's you're taking something that <laughs> really there's only so much you can do with Battlefront. Sure, there's only so far you could go. The biggest jump in the handheld game was that there was a star battle in it. You know, right. you jumped onto a, a a starship and it was a bitch to control trying to land it in the, oh my god that in the stupid hangar. The hell with that. But uh, yeah, the, the the whole presentation for it was odd because it was basically a bunch of people who barely spoke English going, "I'm so glad to have the chance." <laughs> To talk about Star Wars. It was like in, we, in EA we, Norway or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like EA Norway. Was like, we went to the ice. And oh, hold shoot. on. Hold on. Stop right there. It's DICE. DICE is making the fucking yes, game. Yes, it is. They're huge. They're yes. one of the best developers of games out there. So whether they can speak English or not, <laughs> the hell with that. The hell I'm just talking that. about the, the fact that the, the, the whole piece wasn't the game. It was focused on we went to... Lucasfilm, and we shot we the actual model. We, we we shot the actual model of the X-wing, and we shot it at every single angle, and we scanned it, and we held it, and we put it down our pants, and all the other stuff. And then they went to Iceland. You know, they went to Norway to shoot. They went to the Redwood Forest to shoot plates and all that other stuff. It wasn't about the game play. It was about the game look. But did you see the yeah. game engine footage that even unrendered looked amazing? I'm not saying it can look all amazing. Well, it, it's Battlefront. Well, I think the oddest thing with any of this have is this anything is, for the game. Yet. It was it was so a game. Like, yeah, it was a game that was canceled. What six months ago? Whatever it was no, when no, Battlefront years was it years ago. Years, yeah, whatever it was. There was yeah, a Battlefront three that was ninety nine percent finished, and they n- never came out. That's the same. I think it goes back into the same thing of thirteen, thirteen. The other <laughs> one's like, oh wait, we can't do what we thought we were going to do. This game is exactly the same as the other. No, it's it's it'll be awesome. There's too many Star Wars games that I got really excited about that let me down. That you're yeah. like, oh my god, this is going to be different. This is going to be incredible. Right. And then you get it and you're like, this is ass. You know, just the, the first Empire multiplayer one on it, or not the 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 Command and Conquer type engine type thing, right? The real time strategy or whatever the hell they call it. That turned out to be nothing. But it's the appeal of it is you're playing in the Star Wars universe. The Rogue Squadron game for the Super Nintendo was, hey, I'm playing in the Star Wars universe. This is cool. And it had a good story. And if you played... You as, got to fly in an X-Wing. The hell with the X-Wing. Did you play... All I played was the Naboo Fighter. Yeah, I know. That was the best all-around one. Because that thing, that thing's blaster cannons were twice as powerful as anything else you could Which fly. Which didn't make sense to me. Uh, that was so awesome, though. And it flew better, too. That thing was amazing. But, yeah, it's... it's Battlefront is a great add-on to that type of... It's not something that's going to make me run out and buy a system because I've played Battlefront before. I, I still have... I have the PSP with the Vader on the back because I bought it for Battlefront. What about was, NHL 15? Would that make you? Because that, no. looked, that looked amazing. Here's, uh, this is the problem I have with every single EA Sports game that I've ever played. If you play it on easy, you win 15 to nothing. Sure. If you play it on medium, you lose 35 to nothing and you never got off a single <laughs> shot. Like, I've, the last NHL game I had was, like, 06 or something right. like that. Like, my Avalanche team is a Legends team because Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg and Milan Hayduke are still on it. And then it's, mm-hmm. like, uh, Patrice Brisebois and uh, John Michael Lyles and guys who aren't in the league anymore. Sure. Although the other guys are either. And I played half a season on medium. So I played 42 games or 41 games. And I was 3-38. Uh, and 38. Mm-hmm. And my goal differential was something like 185. Because you can't shoot, even on medium. Right. Like, as soon as you press the button to, and the guy brings his stick back, 
No matter how fast you press it, no matter you know if you're holding it for the slap shot or whatever, someone takes the puck for you from you every single time. Well, the thing with EA games, if you play, games. if you play the easy, the goaltender is like literally sitting there masturbating because there's nothing else that he has to do, and you just just blow pucks right by him. My my goal in playing easy was to finish a season perfect, which I did, and see if I could break Wayne Gretzky's record <laughs> with Joe Sackick. And I did. I, he had something like 132 goals in one season. He had 278 points. And I, like, I'm trying to force the game to not roll my lines so that I can leave Joe Sackick out there. That's what it became. The game to me was, let's see if I can do something really stupid rather right. than play a realistic type game. I don't know if, if they've changed that sort of thing so that maybe the AI isn't. Well, now. You know, the, the, I don't know how anybody plays now those the games. Now, the sports games now, they're all. You have to be basically super accurate and playing the game as if it was a real game. Then there's no reason to play it. For like me. Madden, you can't just run back to the, you know, the one yard line and throw a bomb all the way down anymore. Wow. You can't you can't throw a bomb you know all the way down the field anymore and expect I was, your receiver I had, to catch it. For the it. original Nintendo, I had John Elway football, and there was a cheat in it that we found on an accident. If you selected the play and then you held the um, the D pad back or the the control stick back straight back, your character was super super fast. So you could throw it to the receiver, and that receiver would move ten times faster than anybody on the screen. Right. So it became a game of who had the ball last. We had a game that was something like seventy-seven to seventy because <laughs> we just kept going over and over again. It's they do this thing where you're you're trying to make the game a little more realistic, but you're also playing it realistically is almost kind of boring. This is what NFL Blitz came from. This is what Cyberball came from, was people going, I don't want to play a football game that's 21-16. Sure. I want to play a football game that's 77-70 because everything explodes around you. Or, you know, the great thing with NFL Blitz, those announcers were incredible as you, you know, would just jump on people over Start and over tackling again. tackling people over exactly, and over Exactly, tackling people over and over. And like, what the beep is going on? He can't do that. Yeah, it, it, it just... To me, sports games don't have as much appeal because I'm just not good enough to play them at a level where it is competitive, but I can still win. It's either, uh, to me, almost all sports games are all or nothing. Well, then then you should be able to play the the Sims 4 game that they that EA announced this year because it's nobody should play the <laughs> Sims 4 game. You get to you get to give them emotion and attitude and all this other stuff. It's amazing that stuff. people are still playing Sims. Yeah. Um I didn't realize Sims was on a console. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, I think I had the first one on so, yeah, I mean, back in high school. Uh, oh, I think the, the biggest announcement other than that for EA now is that uh, the new WWE game um, is possibly Sorry. going to have uh, Sting in it, that he's going to be the downloadable content that that's you get a pre-order. That's 2K. Is it, no. Is it 2, 2K now? They used to be EA. Nope. I thought it, I thought EA owns them now. No, two THQ and then TK or two K bought it out. I thought THQ. I could have swore it was EA. Nope. Nope. Well, anyways, there's some other news that just came out. So wait, you're you're getting excited because there's no. there's just like one wrestler. No, I I don't really. I, mean, I, I I stopped playing that game years ago. So mm-hmm. you can't get back in the ring. I just can't get back in the ring. Speaking yeah. of getting back in the ring, the UFC game looks really good too, though. The what game? U- yeah, the UFC. Oh, I thought you said USC. I'm like, what the hell yes, are you talking about? Yes, the USC game. No, the you UFC play game. play as a fighting Trojan. Well, that's, again, why would you want to play a real fighting game when there's like these crazy fighting games Because you get there? to be Bruce Lee. 
<laughs> Why not make a Bruce Lee fighting game? I don't know. They UFC Travis UFC make a game. Bruce Lee fighting game. No problem. Do it okay. now. <laughs> Travis kind of just dropped off there for a minute. Um, Travis is really he was floored by the news that Sting is in the WWE game and <laughs> the jack off motion. He was just like, I can't believe I'm in a world where I can play a Sting. So now, I think, if I think the WWE game featured Sting, like actual the, 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 the singer, singer sting? that would be awesome. Like he's <laughs> no, sitting there playing different. his guitar, like playing in fields of gold, and then Mick Jagger Kano runs into the ring, just runs over and just smacks him or whatever. Mick Jagger runs into the ring and just knocks. You him know out. what I want? I want. I want Gauntlet. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody make a gauntlet? Speaking game? of gauntlet, gauntlet, was an amazing gauntlet is on the Steam box. And Steam it's box? Steam box. Sting? Sting has his own box? I said Steam, didn't I? Did yeah, I, I know, but it's more fun to yes, say Steam. The Steam box. Did you see uh, the Steam box information? I did not. There's th- Right now, there's 343 games that are available on the Steam box, um, and you're going to be able to get more. Good Lord. Yeah, and uh, there's a gauntlet that has it's more of a 3D version. And uh, updated graphics and everything looks looks amazing. But that's that no the, the cool fun of the fun of Gauntlet was it's top down. It's still it's top terrible, down. It's terrible graphics and it's elf needs help. <laughs> it still has that. If you can get the voice right when I was when I was younger and you played in the arcade at Disneyland, you could piss all the old people off because if you get the voice just right and they know you know like, elf needs help, then you're like, elf needs sex, and it just like looks around. <laughs> Warrior needs vagina, and what? <laughs> What is that game doing? You're not playing that game. Yeah, so they, they actually showed some of the uh, footage, you know, in the g- sh- gameplay and showed the controller and everything. The Steam box is like a quarter of the size of uh, the Xbox and the PlayStation Four, and is fully upgradable too. They Full- said, and they're gonna they're gonna have uh, the opportunity to like switch out parts. You can put like two terabytes in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's going. That's way too confusing. It's going to come. So with is it 500- all like classic games? Well, Steambox uh, or Steam is like no. A, Steambox is based off of Valve and Valve Software's Steam. Uh, English, uh, Travis. I, English. Yes. <laughs> they, they have games that you can buy online. It's an online yeah, you website it. where you buy new games. Okay. They they've teamed up with Alienware, which makes the computers that are gaming computers. Yeah, I know. Eric has those to make the system. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a PC based. Consult, where they said a lot. Then they even announced a lot a of the controller. It, well, that's what they announced. Is a lot of the games that are PC based. There's going to be a controller interface, so you well, won't no, have they, to have a keyboard. With the Steam Box, it comes with the controller. I understand and that's what I'm saying. They've upgraded the games, or like they redid the games where it uses the controller now. Versus that's what I'm saying. Is you the a lot of the online games that you would need to have a keyboard for? They have it where there's a. Con- they've changed the controller interface. Like a synthesizer keyboard. No, like a actual computer keyboard. Notes. It's like rock band or something. But they have it where you can. Oh no, Elf! Is... I gotta get, I gotta get the Elf up to the corner. I think oh, we've lost him, Travis. Oh. What do you think? I'm. I what? Elton John would rock at those games. So I think, I think we should save the uh, the whole internet. Uh, has the internet the internet gone too far? I do love the spot that when I told you before that I would do that, you just jumped right in with that. Well, I'm trying to get us past this because it's getting yeah. no, we're no, getting really long. I got it. It's okay. Whatever, but no, we'll just yeah. Well, you just just take us home. Just no, go ahead. Go. No, no, go ahead. You know, here, I'll, no, I'll just no. turn. Somebody Shut up. Take just go us ahead. home. There we go. No, Mike's off. Oh wow. Okay, really. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll bring that up as its own episode next time. Or um, 
The only other thing we had was what Harrison Ford broke his ankle or something on the door of the Millennium Falcon, and that was. Was he trying to kick it? Stupid no, nature. I think it, the door fell or something on him, and uh, no one knows how serious it was. They, they evac'd him. They're expecting eight weeks. Yeah, that, that's what the announcement that came out today was eight weeks that he'll be out. Apparently, it was like broken or something. Like he broke. Well, they, they when they they said like they had they evac'd him to a trauma center and everything through with a helicopter, and everybody was freaking out that, that he was holding his chest or something. But it was only that he broke his ankle. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's he's been on set. He hasn't done anything, but he's been on set taking pictures and, you know, basically showing that he is... That he shot first. <laughs> yeah, he did for that, that one. Um, so, yeah, as always, remember, Nerdables is on Stitcher Radio, which is a great way to listen to us on your mobile device. And we're on SoundCloud, Blip.TV, and iTunes. Also, check us out at Facebook.com backslash Nerdables, Twitter at Nerdables Show, and visit our website oh, at Nerdables.com. And Travis is holding up a picture of Star Fox 64... I'm coming over right now. That was okay, such a we're great gonna play game. It. We're going to play it right now. <laughs> so for Travis, Chris, and Ethan, I'm saying do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. Barrel roll, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good name, nerd.